0: You're listening to The Awesome Podcast Network. This is 80's Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Daniel San Angelo and Trey Harris.
1: Anderson here. What, what'd you get? Bueller. here. I don't know to cheat off like that. Harris, I Sally. I to look down her Harris, Harris. Okay, McLean. here. Yeah, McKenzie. here. I'm gonna have here. here. Be I Santangelo. But, uh, that's not gonna Santangelo. Uh, Pamela, that was Santangelo. To... Sedgley. Sedgley. So something. First rule about playing hooky from school is when you're doing a podcast, is you just stay home and do the podcast, which is why we're here today for another Blast of the Past with <laughs> 80s Revisited. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris. I'm the other Daniel Angelo. And with us as always is our most excellent producer, Jesse Sedgley. Yes, I am. And we skip class today. Much like one of our '80s heroes, Ferris Bueller, to talk about our heroes' exploits. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Ferris Bueller's Day Off on '80s Revisited. So, <laughs> here we go. Let's get right into it. Released June 13th, 1986. IMDb gives it a 7.9. Rotten Tomatoes, 84. So, pretty, pretty close. close, as we tend to see most of the time. It seems. Six million dollars estimated budget. Opening was 6.2, so it made, it, it's, made its money back in the opening weekend. Domestic gross was 70.1. And like our previous two movies, I could not find any data for a worldwide gross. So let's just say 75. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it was one of those that wasn't released overseas. Anyway, this is, uh, many people, to many people, this is probably one of their favorite 80s movies. Uh, honestly, I'm not one of those people. Uh, I enjoy this movie, but it's a John Hughes movie, so pretty much everybody likes it. I mean, uh, Sixteen Candles, Ferris Bueller, uh, Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Home you know alone. Exactly. Um,
2: uh, uh, Uncle Buck, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, I believe so. I think he wrote, he didn't direct, it. Mm-hmm. he wrote it. Weird Science. Uh, I don't know if I said Sixteen Candles or not, but yeah. uh, usually, at least from my experience, most people tend to like Ferris Bueller. That tends to be the one that most people know. And I think it's probably the most socially uh, relevant, in a sense, or uh, one that you see referenced more often than many of his other ones. But uh, my personal favorite is Breakfast Club out of his. But, uh, yeah, this is a very cherished movie to a lot of people. Uh, in When I was a kid, I really, I preferred, like, The Breakfast Club and Weird Science, especially Weird Science when I was younger, over this one. Uh, and then as I got older, into actually, in, as a high school, junior high student, I gravitated still more towards The Breakfast Club, more so than, than Ferris Bueller. Because, I mean, I guess po- probably because we live in Louisiana, so there's not like, when we skip a day, there's not much you really can do. Like, mm. go to Chicago and lip-sync in a parade and eat at a fine restaurant and go to one of the tallest buildings in the world and, you know go to an art museum that's actually has famous art in it and not just local artists hmm. down by the river. So, anyway, have you seen this before, Daniel?
2: One time, uh, probably, I seen it at my first long-term girlfriend's house, so this was probably in 2001.
1: No, oh, so basically... It's been a you, while. You, yeah, yeah, so you probably didn't remember much. No. At all. Mm. Uh, so, let's go right on, get right into it. What did you think of Ferris Bueller's Day Off?
2: This is going to... Kind of deviate from my normal. I didn't really like Ferris Bueller. That's fine. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite either. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't care for Matthew Broderick. Me either. Never have. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. I probably
1: should have went over the cast and crew. Yeah. But mm-hmm. go ahead and finish like talking about, it, and then I'll bet- before I give my opinion.
2: Um. He he comes off as a kind of a pansy for me. I think I, he does. And, I don't
1: buy him as a person who could pull all this stuff off. He just seems. I like. To him seems in, weak.
2: I like him in one movie. You don't see its face in it, so. Uh,
1: Lanking. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I agree got I on? think he fit that voice. I, I just don't care for him. I, there's something about him, and that that might be stupid of me to think that, or naive of me to think
1: that. But I don't know. I mean, there's, everybody has their hmm. actors. They, you know, no matter what, you just don't like him. He's one of. them. He's never been hmm. in anything to me to where I liked him because of it. Yeah. Here's a perfect example. I I've always hated Joe Edgerton, just because he's always plays. He's in terrible movies. He's just he's never shown hmm. himself. Then I watch Warrior. And, like, I'm the biggest Joel Egerton fan now because of that, his role in that movie, how good he was in that movie. Like, he made me believe that, like, wow, this dude can act, like, really good. I just saw all of his crap. Yeah. And then I saw, like, him do something good. He was in Zero Dark 32, but he didn't speak too much, but he was good in that. But as an example, but Matthew Broderick has never done anything to me as, like, wow, I actually like Matthew Broderick. Yeah. You know? I like this movie because it's, it's a funny movie, but it's not, like... There's some certain parts that,
2: that were funny that I enjoyed, yeah. but overall, I just... It's just not because of him. I I wouldn't... Is that what you're saying? Huh? Is that what you're saying? It's not because of him? Any parts you like? Not really. N- none of them really involve him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, Cameron's pretty cool. He he doesn't bother me. I, what I remember him from is Twister and Speed. Yeah. I mean, I know he's done other things like that. But that's, that's pretty cool. much the main thing he's done. Spin <laughs> City. Yeah. Oh, he he was the main guy in Spencer not the main one, but he, he played was, in he was a like lot the assistant, of it. I think to like 140 episodes yeah. he played in or something like that. Because
1: Barry Boswick from Brad from Rocky Horror was mm. the mayor, I think, and then Michael D. Fox was the press secretary, or whatever, and then uh, Alan Ruck was another person. There were, he was in all the episodes pretty much. I mean,
2: so the, the funniest one in, in the movie to me is the uh, secretary. Oh yeah, it was cool. I liked her. <laughs> oh, she was hilarious. But uh, this is a movie if it came on TV. Wouldn't even turn it to it. You know, I just, agree. Just never cared for it. I think. Mm. I mean,
1: again, like I love John Hughes, and I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It's just not one of my my personal favorites. I, uh, I,
2: I watched The Breakfast Club, and that was a watch for the first time. Like that, so much better than this. Oh, me too. And I uh, think,
1: especially, and again, like I, I didn't when I was young. Weird Science was my favorite John Hughes movie because of the fantastical element. Never watched it, so which we we'll will, have to we do are, that soon. Guess Tim even requested to do that on the podcast, which we will be doing. Uh, and then, like I said, as I got older, I kind of skipped. I mean, I, I saw Ferris Bueller's, I saw Sixteen Candles, but the one that spoke to me after John, of John Hughes's films, because they're all coming of age, basically, was The Breakfast Club. That like, and that just throughout high school, that was such an archetype for people's high school experience. Uh, and so Ferris Bueller's just, you know, it's a funny movie. But again, it's, if I see it on TV and, you know, Weird Times with the Breakfast Club's on, Ferris Bueller loses. And yeah. it might be, in a sense, controversial to what, because you know, a lot of people love this movie beyond anything, which is totally fine. Yeah,
2: my wife really likes it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she sat there and watched it with me. I was kind of telling her what I'm telling you now. It's just, uh, she disagreed with me.
1: <laughs> we should have got her because my mm. wife likes it. That's a funny thing. Speaking of that, because my wife loved this movie. Like, she still loved it. She's mm. like quoting half of it to him. Like, Jesus Christ. Mm. This is the first time she's ever quoted a movie to me. <laughs> like, you know, and I'm usually the one like we're watching Legend or any other Willow or whatever. I'm just like, oh, you know, quoting. She's like, eh. Uh, but she's mm. like spouting off stuff before they say it. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. She really likes this movie. So maybe it's a chick thing. Maybe, I don't know. So if you're a chick, send us an email and let us know why you like it.
2: <laughs> so far, the. My least favorite movie is the very first one we've done. Yeah. Um, the main character is the only thing that even kept it where it was to me. Mm-hmm. So he actually kind of brought it up more from Big Trouble in Little China. He brings this movie down to me. Yeah. So if Matthew
0: Broderick starred in <laughs> Trouble
2: oh, in Little China. Kurt Russell was in Paris, <laughs> he would <have> finished it <laughs> as a thirty-year-old college student. <laughs> Although uh, I was reading, Alan Ruck was thirty or twenty-nine, yeah, he was 29 when, when they filmed it, and he—he he he looks.
1: 18, 17 years yeah. old to me. Yeah. He looked... Wow. I never would have thought he was that old. Well, tell me who else is in it. I sure will. Of course, written directed by John Hughes, which I already mentioned. Uh, Matthew Broderick, of course, otherwise known as the voice of adult Simba, and also uh, Godzilla, Inspector Gadget, Glory. Godzilla. Now, I love the movie Glory. That is a never awesome movie. It. Edward Zwick directed it, wrote it, directed it, I believe. He also did Last Samurai, uh, The Killing Field, some other kind of... He does. He tends to gravitate towards toward true story type situ movies, you know not not necessarily based on a true story, but historical dramas. I guess I should say.
2: Uh, real quick, I, he wouldn't bother me if I met him like on the street and just talked yeah. to him. He's not
1: one of those that I don't. I think I would like him if I met him. Yeah, I just don't like him. Yeah, as it's an not actor. Person, I, I just <laughs> don't like anything he's done. Uh, like I said, I love Glory, but you know, and honestly, he's not bad in Glory. But the whole time looking, I he's like, this guy is the leader of the squad. You know, I mean he's not he doesn't he just doesn't fit. He's like, not the alpha male type Yeah, you know he I mean, have that he, he seems like he'd be a side he cook. fits more into yeah. a supporting role, like yeah. you know, he's uh the R2D two to somebody else's three C C three PO or something. I mean you know I mean in that regard, he's just not he's like the Wyatt well you ain't seen Weird Science, I was gonna say though. I forgot the other dude's name though. Wyatt and I Gary don't know Oh that. Gary, yeah. He's like the Gary to Wyatt. So just, I mean, he's not the main. He's not the main. He shouldn't be the main person. Have you seen the producers? The original? No, the the one that uh, he's in. Oh, oh, the with remake. Nathan the, Lane. Oh no, I haven't seen that one. Oh, he's a good fit. Really? Hmm. I'll have to check that one out. Cause I I, I remember when that came out. Uh, I think cause they duplicated like the extreme long shot from the original, mm-hmm. or something. And then, and Uma Thurman's in it too, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. He won a, I just never saw it.
2: Didn't he win it? Producers on Broadway, right? And he won a Tony for it. Didn't that would he? make sense yeah <laughs> yeah I think I th- let's see what he what
0: he got oh nominated. I don't know if that would be listed here yeah, but broad, you know that's but not that, that's a good related. point if
1: he was on Broadway he seems more like an actor like that exactly yeah, like not a film mm-hmm. actor or yeah. in a main capacity I could see him being a star on Broadway he
0: won the MTV Movie Award for Best Fight in The Cable Guy or no he's nominated I
2: don't even I remember I, I did like The times. Cable Guy really uh uh-uh. uh it's my least favorite Jim Carrey
1: Really, really, really? <laughs> I should say. I like the cable guy. Uh, I forgot he was in it too. Too usually he said that, or we saw this. And Warg- WarGames is a great '80s movie, but it, it's still he's he kind of fits that role. At least because he's a dork. Mm. He's a computer dork, basically. And then you know, Ferris Bueller. He's supposed to be the coolest kid in school. He's supposed to be the Zach Morris of yeah. this school. He's not Zach Morris. He's Screech.
2: What if he's, Zach did? What if Zach was in this movie? that would
1: have been like the, <laughs> it should have just been saved by the bell of the motion picture because yeah. <laughs> I mean you could, and honestly, you could almost see where they they took some of the Ferris archetype into Zach yeah. Morris, like or some of the things that he did. Yeah.
2: who doesn't like Zach really you exactly
1: know? Yeah. you know if Zach got some deadly disease, yeah. <laughs> all of Bayside would you know save Zach, so yeah. <laughs> but uh the love so interest oh, you, you watched
2: this in a post zach era uh,
1: though so <laughs> that, if you had watched is this true. when it come out that is true you might have a i would have never
2: watched it when it came out before the post zach era yeah well you get what i'm saying yeah. for me i was mm-hmm. born in 84 i'm two okay this came but out. i'm saying if you're yeah. old enough then yeah in yeah. yeah. and 86 and that, that, mm.
1: honestly jake that's a that's a really great point because i'm in the same boat as daniel now i was well alive when this came out but i didn't if i did see it before say by the bell i don't remember Right. You know, I probably might have saw it on TV, but not knowing what it was, et cetera. But we grew up, even though like there's a significant, you know, nearly five year difference between us and within all of us. We grew up in the age of Saved by the Bell, basically. I mean, that was, mm-hmm. that was, that was what I expected high school. I mean, we talked about it on the podcast before. Yeah. Like, and, and then seeing this is like, after, you know, you kind of expect that say by the Bell thing mentality. In yeah. a sense. And so this they one, took
0: that idea and just seemed to improve on it. Exactly. So that's what you're influenced by now.
1: Exactly. That, that's a really good point. Uh, but the love interest, the lovely Sloan, Mia Sarah. And she's pretty. Oh, she is yeah. gorgeous. Uh, and have you have you ever seen Legend? I don't know if you mm-hmm. have, with the Tom Cruise fantasy movie, Ridley Scott. Uh-uh. Awesome, awesome movie. She's in that. That's what I know her from mainly when I was a kid and had a crush on her from. But she is absolutely gorgeous in this movie as well. And she was also in the Van Damme action thriller, Time Cop. <laughs> which is on one of Van Damme's best. I think I've said it on the podcast before. Image and Alan Ruck, of course, was Cameron. And you mentioned, of course, he was in Speed and Twister and Spin City. And Jeffrey Jones, one of the greatest villains in several movies. Uh, as Mr. Rooney, of course, he was in Ravenous. Uh, but 80s-wise, he was in Howard the Duck. And, um, of course, Ferris Bueller, which is ma- <laughs> he's mainly known for. And he's also in the Tim Burton Sleepy Hollow. And he's also a convicted pedophile. Sweet. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, he just threw that in. It's a joke. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I fuck you, Jeffrey Jones. I don't <laughs> like you. I'm saying on the air, you're a pedophile. We're gonna start that rumor. No, but I actually didn't know this till fairly. Uh, where did I see it? Or, I was listening to a different movie podcast of an old episode, like a long time ago. And I'm like, oh, he was in some. Hor- it was a horror movie podcast, and he was in some horror movie. Maybe they were talking about Ravenous even. But yeah, I think in 2002 he got caught soliciting a boy to take naked pictures, sexually explicit naked pictures, and he got paroled and all this stuff. So he is a convicted pedophile. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like it. Yeah, especially... Yeah, creepy. <laughs> can I, I kind of buy... I know he's in Beetlejuice, too. Yep, yeah, definitely. Uh, I forgot to mention that, too. Uh, but he was nice in Beetlejuice. He was a good guy in Beetlejuice. It was, <laughs> you know, uh, what's her name from Home Alone? Catherine O'Hara, that was the Didn't affect the his action.
2: i <laughs> being a convicted pedophile.
1: Well, look, look, watch. 2002, and then it jumps to 2006. Oh, two thousand well, one, no, we had no, a TV no, show. Never was, mind. He was in there a while. Well, it he looked. was
0: in there 2001, 2002, and then it jumped to 2006.
1: Oh, yeah, go, so he had a little period there up. where they didn't want him voicing, a pedophile yeah. and voicing somebody mm-hmm. in a kid's show. And that's all 06, too. Deadwood, yeah. So, yeah, little long fact about Mr. Jeffrey Jones. And then one of an oh. alumni, Eddie's a revisited alumni, Jennifer Grey as Jeannie, of course, Red Dawn, Dirty Dancing, et cetera, et cetera, and that's about it. And, of course, there were so many cameos, several cameos in this film. Of course, Ben Stein as the teacher uh and the i think it's the first girl that he talks that he calls the role for that's Christy Swanson Buffy. better known as yeah. Buffy the original Buffy yeah and of course Charlie Sheen in the uh police precinct the only thing this movie was missing was Reginaldville Johnson being the one that the mm-hmm. cop that <laughs> within the in the office but yeah
2: <laughs> didn't sheen and christy swanson play in
1: that movie the, the chase, chase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. good call good catch there yeah that's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh <laughs> Anyway, onto the trivia. Uh, Cameron's father's Ferrari wasn't a real Ferrari; uh, it was too expensive to rent one for the film, so they actually made three fake ones, which was cheaper than buying one out of fiberglass. Uh, and the scene where uh, Mia and Sarah is in the cab, where uh, we're all the- they're all in the cab after the restaurant, and they look over and they see his dad, mm-hmm. and then he immediately looks at him, and they- the camera just pans over, and she's sitting there with the sunglasses and she's like making moves on the dad you know Mm -hmm. and she starts laughing Uh, it was because Matthew Broderick they were actually laying under the seat as they are in the film and they were tickling her feet (laughs) so that was a genuine (laughs) laugh not just like pretend they're under there doing stuff and I noticed this too when I watched this I noticed noticed the one license plate but uh, most of the license plates are all abbreviations of John Hughes films Uh, Katie's license plate was VCTN uh, which is short for Vacation National Lampoon's Vacation Uh, Genie's was TBC, obviously The Breakfast Club. Uh, Tom's was M, which is uh, the dad, was M, Mom, Mr. Mom. Uh, And Rooney's was F, B, D, O, F, 4, F, B, D, O, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So actually a metal license plate for the movie is in the movie. Uh, The exception (laughs) is the Ferrari, which has the nervous Mm N-R-V-O, U.S., which is that's what the first one I noticed. And I noticed, I think it was Rooney's when he parks by the fire hydrant. You can see it's just the three letters and it's, you know, kind of odd I didn't know what they stood for until I looked it up so that was pretty interesting and uh, this was interesting too because of course uh, Hughes has his alumni so to speak in his movies Molly Ringwald sort of like you said has been his muse Anthony Michael Hall was in Weird Science Breakfast Club and Sixteen Candles Uh, and he actually wanted Anthony Michael Hall for the role of Cameron but he didn't want to do it because he didn't want to get typecast well too late buddy you were already in the Breakfast Club Weird Science and uh, (laughs) Sixteen Candles so you might as well have done it uh, but also Emilio Estevez was considered for Cameron, which I think he's a little too uh, not. I yeah. He's like a sporto, like just like mm. in The Breakfast Club. Like he, I don't buy mm. him as that. I think Alan Ruck was perfect for that role, sort of a introverted wiener. Uh, now this is interesting for the role of Ferris. They uh, they looked at Rob Lowe, John Cusack, Jim Carrey, Johnny Depp, Tom Cruise, Robert Downey Jr., and Michael J. Fox. Any one of those would have been better than Matthew <laughs> Roderick to me. Except Michael J. Fox, he's Marty McFly. He didn't need to be Ferris Bueller and Marty McFly. Mm-hmm. But Downey Jr. would have been great, especially because yeah. uh, he's in Weird Science, too. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's kind of like a, a lackey. But mm-hmm. around that era, I think he would have been good. He could have pulled it off a little more believable, maybe, that he's, like, he's this smart and this crafty to facilitate all this crazy adventure. Uh, the hall scenes where uh, Jeannie's walking down the hall and they, you know, they're getting money for, uh, you know, say Ferris, and she, like, knocks out the dude's hand. That's uh, the same hall from The Breakfast Club where they filmed. Same school. Oh, uh, uh, I gotcha. So, not the same high school as the Hughes universe is tied together, like we mentioned on The Breakfast Club, but it's the same location where they filmed. Right. Uh, I thought this was hilarious. He Several times he mentions, like, I wish I, Ferris wishes, wishes he had his own car and says, like, I don't have a car. We have to use yours, blah, blah, blah. Well, in the synthesizer that he has and uses to make all his sick noise and everything mm-hmm. in 1984 dollars that's an $8,000 synthesizer <laughs> so he didn't get a car because he bought an $88,000 synthesizer Jeez. so it's his own damn fault <laughs> uh, and as a screenwriter Jesse you, you might, probably appreciate this as well as I do uh, but John Hughes he wrote the script the entire script in six days it can be done. Exactly, you know, six days for a seventy million dollar motion, you know, grossing motion picture. Not a yeah, bad, I not mean, a bad week's work. He had a work.
0: lot of movies under his belt. He probably could have wrote in three days and still got it made. No, well, that that is true. It's like I'm John Hughes, make this,
1: and that's it. Yeah, pretty much. He's he's like Tarantino. We could just like, literally James Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just raise the dollar sign. That's yeah, it. Pretty much. <laughs> God, I'm at, God, I wish I had that kind of clout in anything. Right, I'm right, still. exactly. <laughs> And even a restaurant just had the clown like, "Oh, Mr. Harris, come!" Oh, he can You're- get
0: you free pasta.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and this was this was weird and funny, but uh, Matthew Broderick and Jennifer Grey actually became engaged after this movie, so they were an item. Hmm. Yeah, There's they played brother and sister, too, right? Who? The mom and the dad. Oh yeah, they actually yeah <laughs> the ones that played Ferris Bueller's mom and dad got married. I didn't list them in the credits, so romantic and, set. And they had a little I Ferris Bueller. Weren't <laughs> they named their child Ferris? Never know. I Wonder how they got that name. Honestly. It was uh, well I know the last name was one of John Hughes' friends or something. So that's how he got the last name and then Ferris, I don't know. Maybe he just thought it sounded cool. Or he was maybe at an amusement park and like on the wheel. I'm on Came the Ferris to... wheel and thought mm. Let's
0: see, Will Bueller? No, no, how about Ferris Bueller? <laughs>
1: <laughs> or he's like, I'm at the fair. On the Ferris w- Ferris. Fair. fair is Fair is Bueller. Yeah. I'm a genius, I'm John Hughes. <laughs> Day one it's has that begun. Easy. <laughs> I just wrote the script in my head, and it'll take me six days to write it down. All in affairs will. And this was this would have been another huge tie-in, but Paul Gleason, the principal from the Breakfast Club, and the cop, uh, saw, not, I think it was captain, I think, in Die Hard, uh, was up for the role at Rooney before Jeffrey Jones, convicted pedophile, mm. got it. Uh, not convicted at the time, in all fairness. He's got to live with that title. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Bummer. And he got parole. One of the things was like he got in trouble again because he, uh, he moved and didn't register. Mm-hmm. You know, sent out that thing that everybody, I'm sure, has gotten in one time or life with the little black and white card here with the picture. I've never gotten it. Lucky you. <laughs> I've got like six. Oh, jeez. <laughs> They've got to live in your neighborhood, though.
2: Yeah. So you, they you got to live a, with it. It's a mile okay. radius or something. Yeah. yeah. So you got an okay neighborhood? I guess so. You're, you're <laughs> Even, safe to have kids here. Yeah. I don't want to have kids where I live right now.
1: <laughs> But uh, <laughs> when uh, when Ferris hacked into the, uh, the computer to change his absences, that's uh, sort of like a uh, what's the word? It's a, a, a subtle reference to War Games, where he goes in and he changes his grades. Which I don't think I guess you haven't seen War Games, Daniel. Nope. What similar thing that he does, and uh, this would have been awesome. But after uh, after Weird Science, John Hughes wanted to reuse Bill Paxton, make him kind of a Hughes alumni, and he wanted him to play the role of the garage attendant. That ended up being that weird. Looking dude, I know I've seen him on other things,
2: kind of like Jason. Yeah, when he was younger, when Jason was younger with the long hair. Yeah, yeah. like
1: mm-hmm. he's very unique looking. But uh, but Paxton turned it down because he thought the role was too small and didn't want to do a small role. And then he later, Pask, uh, Pats yeah, uh, Paxton later said that he he hated the fact that he did that because John Hughes never called him again. Bummer. To use him on anything. Said, so, well,
0: hey. hey, gotta pay your dues. The
1: Hughes asks once. Hughes said, game over, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way though. Body count. Want to guess? There is a fatality. O one One. <laughs> yes, it is one. But who was it? I don't know. The car. <laughs> yep, you got it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> trying to trick y'all. Yes, one Ferrari bought the dust. Well, fake Ferrari bought the dust in this film. And now, uh, if Big you follow, time. if you follow us, anything else you want to say about Ferris Bueller?
2: Not really. In, in general, I don't want to bring any more attention to it.
1: To it. Uh, <laughs> so this, so big trouble is in Little yeah, China. Still, your worst, it, least.
2: I'd have to give it a score. If I had to give it a score, I'd give it about a five.
1: Mm-hmm. That's fair. I mean, I'd give yeah. it like a seven. I mean, it's 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 not that it's not. Ba- it's not a seven. You know what a five a seven is to me? That's a five on your scale. So. Okay. <laughs> you can't notice like ninety percent of our review or ninety nine of them are like you say something. Mine's like at least two points higher than yours.
0: <laughs> I'd like to see a movie that trade grades as a three or well, something. Well, we
1: did Jaws: The Revenge. I thought, or one of them. That was the lowest. i liked, what was
2: it? I like the Jaws more than this movie.
1: <laughs> I would watch it. I would watch Jaws before I watch this again, simply <laughs> because it's I, there's it, there's more entertainment value, even if in it's a bad
2: movie. Stu- yeah, even if it's a stupid type yeah. of entertainment that you're like, oh, you look at this,
1: you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, if you follow us on, oh, wait, oh, wait, since you said you said what did you say? Yeah, we well, gave our scores. I said my seven. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting ahead of myself. But if you you follow the Awesome Podcast Network on Facebook, I posted a picture. It's a scene from the museum where it's got Ferris, Cameron, and Sloan standing there when they were all looking at one of the paintings. I don't remember. Whatever. Anyway, but then there's a picture of Tyler Durden in the photo, too. Yep, from Fight Club. Now, there is a theory about this movie. It's the Ferris Bueller Fight Club theory. And the theory, or let me say, I guess theory is the wrong word, interpretation, Mm -hmm. is that Ferris Bueller is an entire generation of Cameron's mind. That Ferris Bueller doesn't really exist. Or he does exist, but the, what you see in this movie is Cameron's ideal thing of what happens while he's home, home alone sick. Like what he imagines would happen. Now, I don't think that that's a valid interpretation of the film. I think the film's pretty much... I don't think John Hughes was that deep to pre-Fight Club, <laughs> Fight Club. No, but, but the thing is, if you watch it... And when I watched this film, I watched it with that in mind. And up until the point where Rooney goes to investigate Ferris's house... It plays into that theory perfectly, and the the best not that I, not that I suggest you go watch it again, but uh, the perfect example would be where he calls him in the morning. Ferris is calling Cameron. And he says, "I bet he's sitting in his car right now." He's sitting in his car, and he he says the other two things, and it's happening as he's do as he's saying it. There's other things because uh, like the, it and it explains the more fantastical elements of the film, like how the entire community gets behind Ferris. It's all just. You know, it's Cameron, because Cameron's and Ferris are the exact opposite.
2: Also the parent relationship, then, if you think about it. Exactly. Get along with the father as opposed to...
1: Exactly. Ferris is, again, you've seen Fight Club, right? I'm pretty sure. Damn. Oh, my God. We might have to do a special one episode 90's (laughs) revisited Fight Club.
2: I know everything about it. Yeah.
1: But uh, anyway, well... Or do you. To fill you in. Of course, Edward Norton's personality in the movie is much more reserved. Like, I have to do this. This is my life. Da-da-da-da-da. Like, I'm not gonna... Rock the Boat, et cetera, et cetera. And, but then Tyler Durden is you know, anti-establishment.
0: Spoiler alerts.
1: Fight club. Oh, good point. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, spoiler alerts. since you said it. But Tyler Durden doesn't exist. Yeah. He's all in yeah. Edward Norton. He is Edward Norton. So if you watch this movie with that in mind, up until a certain point, it does fit. <laughs> but it doesn't pan out totally to where you could say this is actually a theory. Like, you know, it, it works. It's like uh, listening, or watching The Wizard of Oz while listening to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. The first playthrough of the CD of the album fits bizarrely yeah. accurate. It's the second because you have to listen to the CD, uh, the album twice for the length of the movie. It's the second half that like crap just doesn't work. But the first half that you're watching, if you sync Wizard of Oz and Dark Side of the Moon, the album, watch them. All this stuff lines up bizarrely. Head to soul, all this reverse Led Zeppelin satanic
2: messages thing.
1: Oh, my be Satan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my sweet Satan. I mean, you, I read a
2: bunch of stuff with Jimmy Page talking about things with him in terms of satanic cults and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just weird things <laughs> that you're kind of like, you yeah, I wonder if. Yeah, oh, or yeah. if I wonder if it's just bullshit that people are trying to have a little rise from, you know.
1: Well, I think it's... I think. It's, let me give you a perfect example. I'm a, I, I I love, like, crap about UFOs. Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster, all that stuff. Because when I was a kid, that stuff fascinated me, yeah. and that was pre-iphone, to where you know you, you, knew, you there was a possibility it could exist. That said, I'm a sucker for that Finding Bigfoot show because it's so bad, <laughs> and every episode's exactly the same. I, I get personal enjoyment out of watching it and being like, they're gonna say they heard something. Did you hear that? It's like the ghost. Yeah, ex- the exactly. Ghost show. It, it's so predictable and just funny to me. Mm. <laughs> It'd be on CNN if it Exactly. <laughs> if they, exa- if, if they found something, we wouldn't have to wait for the next episode of finding Bigfoot. Exactly. exactly. It's worldwide news. They found a fucking Same Bigfoot.
0: With ghost hunters, or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> Ghosts are real. And here's the deal. I don't see it Here's
1: the here's the stupidest thing about the show. If you're looking for Bigfoot or you're looking for something, why do you have a camera on your face the whole time? <laughs> you know, the ghost hunter thing too. there's so many I've only seen maybe 4 or 5 episodes. And I'll I'll be honest, I only watched those episodes because they went to places that I've been to personally. Right. Like the St. Augustine Lighthouse, the Alamo, et cetera, et cetera. Myrtles. Yeah, exactly. And there's always, you know, they're always showing them. And, like, they walk into them, oh, my God, there was, shine the light over there. I saw a girl there. Motherfucker, why don't you have a camera on your fucking head to where we, you know, yeah, then, then, like, go into these places. I bet you ain't gonna see shit. Yep. But that being said, the reason I was going on that kind of tangent was that, uh, like, people, you know, like the Mitch Hedberg joke, like, maybe Bigfoot is blurry. And that's his problem. And, you know, <laughs> He's a big it's like, out of focus monster. But, like, this episode I watched the other day, like, this dude, like, had a trail cam set up, and, like, there's this black blob that appears in one frame. He's like, I think that's a Bigfoot. No, dude, that's a motherfucking leaf, like, branch yeah. blowing in the wind. Like, you saw <laughs> that because that's what you wanted, you know. You're looking for Bigfoot. You saw Bigfoot because you wanted to see Bigfoot. Similar situation. You're looking for something. Yeah. You're going to find it. You're gonna yeah. You're going to put it in there. I don't forgot what, why I was even given this reference we done, I done because we didn't. I don't. Because
0: people are lining up things like, a, oh yeah. a Pink Floyd oh, yeah, thing exactly. or the Tyler Durden thing because yeah. that's what they don't want to see.
1: Yeah, thank you for bringing me back <laughs> from the brink of a little confusion. But uh,
2: there's but, always conspiracy theories. Oh yeah,
1: and they're easy to come.
2: They're easy to potentially make it p- plausible. Yeah. In in certain way. No, but the I mean, whole. Uh, I don't know if I want to get into this, but well, just
1: give an example. I mean,
2: you have 9-11. Yeah. And then you, lately, you have Sandy Hook. Yeah.
1: Did it really happen? Oh, no, you, the government did it. There, it was a government sleeper CIA agent that went in there to spur Obama's gun control laws. There you go. And oh. that's the same thing oh, with the theater. Yeah. The government was giving these people these exact drugs.
0: By the way, yeah. we're just stating
1: yeah. these things. Yeah, so. yeah we're <laughs> not, this isn't an endorsement of anything. We're right. We're just talking, we're just, we're just asking questions. Yeah. But uh, anyway... <laughs>
2: But you can always go,
1: oh, oh that's true. Oh, okay. well, well, some people yeah. buy that shit. People want to believe. No, I'll be perfect. Mm. 9-11 is a great example. When I started hearing all these theories, I, I did my research. Like, okay, some people like, hmm, okay, no, that's that's obviously not true from what I'm seeing and what people are saying. Uh, but you still got these, these uh, loose change people. Loose change has been redone like eight, nine times. Like, oh, yeah. wait, no, this Top is date. this is stupid. You know, uh, Yeah, we better change this because, oh, science proved us wrong. The thing is, these same conspiracy nuts will be the first to like uh, debunk scientific fact for a conspiracy theory. But then, like, yeah, well, science says God doesn't exist. You know, you got to pick. You can't pick your examples of science. You know, yeah. in that situation, uh, no matter what you believe. I mean, an open mind. I mean, you should always be open-minded, but don't be gullible. I guess mm-hmm. is you know. JFK. I believe there was a, a conspiracy. I don't think it was just Lee Harvey Oswald, but I don't believe it was this huge, uh, you know, inter, you know, the Russians worked with the CIA and, Kat, you know, this huge thing to where it's bigger than what it, than the idea of it. Yes. Yeah, I believe Oswald didn't act alone. I mean, that's my belief. Like, I think there was another assassin, put it to you that way, I saw- and somebody got away.
2: But Did you see that thing where they were talking about um, Obama was doing something with the meteor? oh yeah I think (laughs) that
1: was photoshopped like you talk about that like little blurb like supposed to be on Fox News like yeah that's how I mean well perfect example because honestly it was that picture and some other picture I don't know if you how often you get on Facebook Daniel but I I posted a picture it's a picture of Dane DeVito as the penguin and to the right there's a quote and it says nobody cared who I was until I put on the mask slash joker that that, now if anybody who understands what that picture is saying that's my philosophy Mm. on every picture that's posted on the internet (laughs) yeah I can I can take a picture of motherfucking Barack Obama. I can take a picture of Fox News and change the subtitle to be like, you know... Well, uh, you, you saw we had that with Back to the Future with yeah, the, the perfect date. Perfect example. Bring it to the 80s, bro. Hell yeah. Mm. <laughs> you know, oh, this date was the date Marty McFly. Look out. Like, you know, several times people did that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess for me, though, if you have no knowledge of it, you can be gullible. Because well, yeah. when I first saw that, I was like, oh, cool. that would be cool when yeah. I see it I in mean, the movie. Yeah, like... I
1: thought that I didn't remember the date. So I was you like, remember oh, that's you remember cool.
2: me asking y'all whenever yeah. we were doing the podcast. I was like I thought the date said 2013. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But I mean, but there's a difference when somebody says, "Oh look, this is Bigfoot," and he's like staring right at the camera. I'm, I, of course, you people can't see it. I apologize, but I made a, a walking, wide-eyed yeah. face at Daniel to illustrate you get like the oh, camera shot from the signs. Pe- <laughs> yeah, you know, like bam, like something like that. Okay, there, you know, that's a that's very different from this, you know, blurry foot whatever this thing is, or this branch floating in Loch Ness that looks like a plesiosaur or an elephant or whatever the fuck you know Nessie was. Because I believe Nessie's dead now. Because <laughs> nobody's seen her. <laughs> Since iPhones came out, everybody had a camera. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as like, the Fight Club view of theory goes, it's interesting to watch it with that perspective, yeah. but that's not a valid interpretation. Like, and, and it doesn't fit, the shoe doesn't fit perfectly. The foot's a little too small.
2: We need to find something like with Ghostbusters, for example, or Willow, something we've seen, and, and try That's to fierce. come up with some type of, like, <laughs> the government put this here. Because back in, when Willow came out in 88,
1: blah, 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 blah. When she turns them all to pigs, he's, you know the pig is actually Ronald Reagan, you know, showing how, the, how Americans are just, just buy everything and do whatever he says. It's all a reference to consumerism. Yeah, and, then and, when, and what is the number one export of the United States in 1988 uh, or 87, whatever the year was? Bacon. <laughs> that is a Poor. fact you know I, because I'm saying this and you're listening to this this is a fact and, and the right. fact that exactly.
2: Cilindria's wand was used to turn them back into well, humans what well, did you what notice Cilindria's Daniel what wand the actual curvature of the hey, wand that's what I was
1: gonna say <laughs> you noticed that too didn't you I did oh yes exactly Yes, you, it's,
2: you it's, notice that that subtle little spiral towards the middle of it exactly that means but, whatever but of course the biggest the <laughs> biggest whatever. conspiracy
1: about the entire film of course is the fact that Alora Danon is a ginger mm. ooh so, that, that is true. Beware the ginger. Anyway. Beware. But uh I encourage you uh you know, And
2: it, and if if you do allure backwards it's allure.
1: Whoa. <laughs> and Mad is Nimagar <laughs> <laughs> And Willow is wo Wol. wo which is ancient Algonquin for Jesus Christ. Or something. <laughs> that's yeah, that, Tony, that's that's how this shit gets started.
2: Damn, backwards yeah. is Linad. Tony is why not.
1: <laughs>
2: Stacy's why cats Trey is Yurt, Yurt, Yurt. What's Jesse. He said, he said, said. said,
0: Tweet us your name backwards or just send us your name and we can figure it out ourselves.
1: But, uh, yeah, so I encourage, like, if, like if you like Ferris Bueller's and you never heard of this what's crackpot theory, what's
2: that called? A palindrome? Yeah, palindrome. I, okay, like name, race car. Name a three letter one quickly, y'all. Want to go? What's a three letter Wait, palindrome? Because they're not
1: supposed to be one. I know there's like one number of letters where there is no known. I was too busy putting Ferris's name backwards Seraph. Seraph? That's which, like, that also means like an angel or something or yeah. seraphine. Seraphine. So he's like, you know, that goes into the fight club theory that, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's saving Cameron from his existence. But he's actually Jesus. Without the beard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. See, the... Mom,
2: three letter palindrome. Okay. What's oh, a four letter? Quick, go, go. Uh, four Dude, letter. Give me time to think. Uh, deed. There you go. Oh, good deed. Job. Five letter. Refer. Okay, six wow. uh,
0: b- Um. Refer. <laughs> Two <laughs> F. <refs. laughs> uh, six letter?
2: Mm-hmm. Twitter's your six letter palindrome. There's, there's more than one, but that's one I had trouble with. Redder.
0: Redder? Oh
2: yeah, it's I guess more redder so. than the other. Ah, mm-hmm. That's a stretch. Seven.
1: I didn't come oh, prepared for this. Gonna, I know. I gotta, I gotta like a... think. It's just trivia. I just know race car. That's it. <laughs> Somebody says, "Wait, that's seven. Car. That's Race it. car. Okay, well yeah. there you go. That's <laughs> someone, when someone goes to the name a palindrome. Like race car. There you go. Okay, you know, that's, that's a long. That's a big one. You know, it's a big one. All
2: right, that that's our veer off for the for this podcast, <laughs> oh, like the Captain man. Planet, which was that Captain
1: Planet was still the best. thought I thought about it for days afterwards. Like, I wish I would have said this. Like. That is a, that's a whole episode worthy... You have to revisit of, that. <laughs> but yeah, if you if you like Ferris Bueller, watch it and then like pay attention to, especially the first half of the movie before Rooney goes to investigate uh, Ferris and everything, of how that theory... It does... It, again, it's Dark Side of the Rainbow, Wizard of Oz comparison. It works for half the movie, but it doesn't pan out in the end. So definitely check it out if you like it. And in the real world, again, this was released June 13th, 1986. On uh, June 9th, the... Rogers Commission released this report on the space shuttle Challenger disaster which happened earlier in the year in January 28th uh, where they basically said the booster failed and the chunk came and hit it and you know caused the fuel leak which then ignited and blew up the shuttle. I remember exactly where it alert. was. <laughs> 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 I went for the Michael Bay film uh, yeah, Challenger yeah, where the, the explosion happen. part is like 30 minutes long and slow motion. But yeah. Yeah, I, I was in I think second grade or third grade where they actually... The te- like a teacher came to the room and said the shuttle blew up. And like we walked, we all went to the library and like watched the news. Hmm. Like when Reagan came on and no, no, I take it back. I'm sorry, I'm mistaken. They actually let us go home early because of the shuttle that the shuttle blew up. Because I watched really? Reagan's speech at my house. Let you go home early? Yeah.
2: You sure it just wasn't later in the day?
1: I'm pretty sure. Cause I remember hmm. like being home early. Now, again, this is like what 20, 30, 28 years ago. I could be mistaken. That's a funny but, reason to go home early. But it-
2: Michael Landon.
1: He was on Challenger. <laughs> he didn't want to die of cancer. He wanted yeah, to. Yeah, we
0: went home early when Michael Landon died.
1: I didn't. And <laughs> I thought he was still on Airwolf. Yeah. But uh, let's see. We'll tie, I'll tie this in, my next little bit of real-world stuff, in the Daniel's uh, wheelhouse for this week. But on June 19th, uh, Lynn Bias, an uh, American college basketball player, he suffered a fatal cardiac arrhythmia from a cocaine overdose less than 48 hours after being drafted by the Boston Celtics in the 1986 draft. Second overall pick, Hmm. D.O.A. Way to party. He was, um, gonna be one of the
2: great ones, a lot of people, like, Mm -hmm. just, Well, he would've been on the Celtics with Larry Bird, Extremely athletic guy, like, uh, one of those, I'm trying to compare it to like something maybe in football or baseball, but it's hard to think of because it didn't happen that much. So he definitely
1: wasn't a Tim Tebow. No,
2: he, he, he's gonna be, he was gonna be a good one. Uh, Should I go into my spiel now, which actually involves the Boston Celtics? There we go.
1: That was the segue from the real world into Daniel's wheelhouse.
2: Uh, I guess we could call it Daniel's wheelhouse of sports past. Is that okay? Sure. uh, It's yours, bro.
0: You guys need musical cues. We We do. We need to work on that. I'll get
2: that. (laughs) We'll get it. Yeah. Um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off came out on June 11th of '86. Couldn't find anything exactly on the 11th, but I got one close on. uh, June 88th, the, the 40th, or the Boston Celtics beat the Houston Rockets for the NBA championship, which was their 16th at that time. Um, they beat them in a seven game series, four to two. Can you name some of the roster of the Celtics? Yeah, let's see if you can give me three at least. No, I can't. A leprechaun.
0: I
1: can, give I, don't you, know. I can give you Larry
2: Bird, <laughs> and that's about it. Okay. Well, it, they did have Larry Bird in 86. Uh, Kevin McHale, you never heard of him, or Robert Parrish. Robert mm-hmm. Parrish actually went to Centenary. Really? In Louisiana. Um at the time see this this is this is a lot of my sports thing is gonna be kind of trivia for you just to see how much you know or don't know. <laughs> sure. Um I don't know. Made me look that. like an idiot in front of millions <laughs> of people. <laughs> yeah, but uh June eighth they won the series. That was their seventeenth I'm at sixteenth at the time they won in eighty six had a little long drought until 2008 they won Mm -hmm. their 17th okay who's next in line in terms of most nba championships after the celtics after the celtics with 17 this team has 16 bulls nope i would say let's see if you can get let's see if you can give me the top four really of all time of all time So,
1: so celtics are number one
2: yeah with 17 this next team has 16
1: what's the net, like, what's the breakdown after that? 16? 16,
2: 6, and 4.
1: Okay, well, definitely Lakers and Bulls would be somewhere in there. That's second and third. You do that. Bam! With <laughs> yeah.
2: Lakers uh, with 16, Bulls me? with 6, all with Jordan.
1: And the last one was 4? 4, four. yep.
2: Yeah. Sort of. Not not recently, but they kind of won them all in a stretch within the last 20 years. Hmm. Have, they have the best record in the NBA today. Uh, uh,
1: I think well the Spurs are the best record That's right okay well, good Jeff. <laughs> bam oh, bitch man. Trey sort of
2: keeps <laughs> up the sports Nice. I didn't Jeez. expect I... you to get that one
1: when I in mm. like 80 like I love I followed sports in the late 80s like you know the era where you had Joe Montana John Elway Dan mm. Marino in football Michael Jordan Larry Bird Sean Kemp all those in basketball baseball even Andre Dawson wow. Don Mattingly Mark McGuire before all that before he got big when he was with the A's Jose mm. Canseco I, I, I mean, I collected all the cards, all that back then in the '80s, and then just kind of graduated from, not graduated or migrated, I should say, from. No, here's the, here's the event that changed me. I know the exact event. Damn. Somebody stole. I had my binder of cards, and you I got left your them. baseball cards stolen. Yes.
2: That would have been so depressing. I
1: was, I, w- I mean, that that to me, like, and then of course they got stolen. I didn't want to collect them any anymore, yeah. and then. That later, that later on, like recently after that, uh, shortly after that is when I went back to comics. Like, mm-hmm. fuck these, fuck these cards. I, I want to get something that my friends aren't mm-hmm. collecting. So then, if somebody steals it, and I see they got my comic, You know? Cause like, <laughs> oh yeah, I, I bought these. Will know. never get popular. Cause when all your friends, like with <laughs> us with hero clicks, just you know, like oh like if I, you know, I, you know facetiously I lost a, uh, a, a click. You know, like all of a sudden, hey look what I got.
2: Hmm. hmm. But
1: that's totally unreasonable because we both collect it. Sure. You know, now if I'm collecting and uh, you're an adult my little now. pony figures and you all of a sudden go, hey, dude, check out what I had. And I'm missing, you know, Brony or whatever the stupid pony's name that you see all over the place Twilight uh, Sparkle. There you go. I don't know. <laughs> whatever it's called. <laughs> and all of a sudden you have one and I'm missing one. Well, you, yeah. <laughs> it, that's sort of a easy Check out my
0: new Twilight Sparkle, bro.
1: <laughs> it's basically. Where, yeah, where'd you get that? Yeah. Let me see that receipt.
2: It's basically playing a game for like an old Nintendo game for 6-7 hours straight or let's say 40 hours you're playing Zelda and somebody erases your file mm-hmm. you just don't want to play it anymore yeah. right right, right then and there I'll like, give you a recent so I'll,
1: I'll give you an 80's example and I'll give you a recent example in the 80's or not in the 80's it was early 90's I should say but uh, Jason Orso was playing Star Tropics on NES and he said hey, here dude just play it friend of the podcast yeah sorry everybody I forget uh, that I'm talking to our extended family of our listeners yeah but uh, yeah a good friend of mine one of my oldest friends anyway uh, he had a StarTropics save. He's like dude you gotta play this part like it's really cool and it was some like puzzle part and it was cool well I, I accidentally died or something or saved over it his like main save he like saved this part for me to play and then I yeah. saved it in the wrong slot I guess on NES mm-hmm. he had like three save slots and then like I thought he was gonna kill me <laughs> cause Tropics, anyway he's played I mean it's, yes. it was a 60-80 hour NES game so it was and it was difficult uh, so similar situation, but a recent example, uh I was huge into Gears of War three, the multiplayer, especially horde mode. I had everything unlocked. The new DLC had just come out where they added the like the different the new horde mode uh fortifications, and then I was unlocking them. I had like one left to go, and then I log uh I disconnect in the middle of a match, I log back on the Gears of War, I'm reset at level one and everything is wiped, never touched the multiplayer again. <laughs> I didn't know that. And I played years with you. Yeah. Once that happened, I I never played again because we would all play consistently. Yeah. But then, because we and we did mainly play horde mode, and and de- I mean deathmatch was fine because it didn't, you know your level I didn't mind being level one and then I'm killing these levels fifties you know like, no this level one is super high up in the rank you know yeah ha ha, ha that's the one thing but then like we play horde mode and like I ain't got shit. Yeah. Because you have to level up those defenses. It I was takes like, a geez. while too. Yeah, it was a it yeah. was a long freaking time, because I remember me and Joe like both have the silverbacks and lo- I mean uh. When Mijo and Mijo America had or another friend of ours, friends of ours that play online a lot, we all uh, I'm gonna level this up all the way, he's gonna level this all the way. he's gonna level this all the way. So we had you know, the group as a group right. we had like, okay, I wanna build this here, I want I have the turrets handled, etc. etcetera. Et cetera. And then I lost all that shit. I was like, Nope, I'm done. I already put thirty hours into it. And that was the last time that I played Gears 3 multiplayer. And if the new Gears game that comes out in two weeks does this to me again, another like Gears game? D- Gears of War Judgment. I'm oh, sorry. Geez. There's nothing you could Dream have done, boss. Daniel. <laughs> Give me your safe file. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but All right. the go with that. But uh, anything uh is that up for the wheelhouse this week or anything else? Yeah, that's it. Cool. Uh, but now for our Back to the Future segment, I figured uh, we talk about the Oscars a little bit about the Oscars. We come back from the '80s and talk about the Oscars, which just happened for us this past sa- uh, Sunday. Excuse me. By the time you listen to this, it'll still be this past Sunday. So. Very current. I think it's uh, still going on, actually. The after parties are out right here. They still haven't seen Jennifer Lawrence after that that hoopla her falling and everything. Which might I add, the coolest yeah. thing about that was Wolverine. the only person that got up to help her was Wolverine. Yeah. And Bradley Cooper, you asshole, you were closer, yep. and you co-starred yeah, you were, with her. Yeah, they showed that whole line like right after she fell, and like look at all these guys. Wolverine was the one. For, no, it. dude, I was like, I was. That was my highlight of the Oscars. Was when Wolverine goes to help Jennifer. Like he goes to help Mystique, Mystique, or exactly. Katniss Everdeen. You know, whoever you want to call her. Yeah, yeah Mystique. You know, he goes to help universe. her. You know, it was so awesome. And like all the, And I love Hugh Jackman. Like he, I think he's like uh, just an awesome.
2: He's a great actor to me. He's a guy you want to have I don't even drink he's a guy you want to have a beer with yeah, yeah.
1: he had to Wolver- have the Wolverine hair because mm-hmm. I think he's, kinda, he's not a method actor like Daniel Day-Lewis but he's, you know, he gets into his roles like let's go have a beer but I want you to be Wolverine tonight <laughs> alright yeah. right, Bob alright <laughs> Bob go fuck yourself you know. <laughs> but anyway that was, that was my, my personal highlight of the Oscars when Wolverine being a true fucking man gets up to help a lady who falls yeah. especially someone as cute as Jennifer Lawrence yeah. but anyway she's uh, gonna
2: be so huge
1: she already is. I but, mean, I've. Always, I, mean, yeah. I've uh, I like her too. Oh, like, I, I, yeah. I think she's great. I mean, I do not like yeah. Hunger Games, but I, as, as an actress, I think she's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, Winner's Bone, which she was nominated before, yeah. I think last year, a year before, whenever. Uh, fantastic in that. Uh, she's pretty much, I mean, she's good in everything she's in, but uh, let's see. Let's run down the main categories. Uh, Best supporting actress. Of course, uh, Natalie. I mean, not Natalie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I get them. Uh,
2: I, sometimes I, I get, get them confused. With. Anne Hathaway, you're talking.
1: Yeah, about. Anne Hathaway. Uh, she's way always been better to me than Natalie Portman. But anyway, uh, of course, I don't think that was a surprise to anybody that she won Best Supporting because no. uh, that one scene we've all seen. Les Four Ms. minutes. I mean, that I Four watched. Four I, I watched that took. scene and thought, okay, there's your winner for like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's no que- There's nothing mm. else this year that could beat that, and there wasn't. Sorry, didn't I didn't mean to kick you under the table. Playing worth with you, thinking of Anne Hathaway. Uh, <laughs> then Best Supporting Actor was uh, who won for that? Christoph. Oh yeah, Waltz. Yeah,
2: uh, I loved him in it. I, yeah. That
1: wasn't a. I don't think. I think he was a pretty much favorite to win. Uh,
2: Especially not seeing Glorious Bastards because I heard he kind of plays the same character. That's that's my only. I mean, he was just amazing to me in. in yeah. In Django. Uh, I mean,
0: I'm surprised he was supporting in that movie though, because it seemed like he was always there. Yeah. yeah. It just didn't have the name. Uh, the name of the
2: sometimes movie it was I, Django. I said, <laughs> sometimes I wonder. How they decide. Is yeah. it based on screen time? Uh, so I assume if you're not the
1: main character, oh, you're really? considered supporting because... Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that story almost
0: has two main characters.
1: Yeah, it do, I mean, for the first... or Let's see, it's three hours,
0: so the first two hours it does have... I mean, he's the first one you see. Yeah. Yeah, he's the first one you see, and...
2: You see him all, throughout all the way until... Yeah, exactly, well, until the
1: end. But I guess it says Django Unchained and not... Uh, King Schultz Unchained. Right, right, exactly. You know,
0: but if it would have had a generic name like Pulp Fiction, yeah, the, he could have. You know, he probably could have got yeah. a
1: Best Actor. Maybe, you know, the Academy has their secrets, their ways. Right. Uh, but a perfect example too is that uh, for the Golden Globes, Waltz and the were both nominated for the Golden Globe for supporting. Yeah, which I wish Leo would have gotten it because, God, I, like as much see. as I like Christopher Waltz, like Leo was phenomenal in that movie. Mm-hmm. What a pro! Uh, but yeah, he won that. No real surprise. However. I would not have been upset if Philip Seymour Hoffman had won for the master. Never I just watched that recently. Uh it's a Paul Thomas Anderson movie so like it's vi- it's I didn't get it at first. I had to really kind of think about it like mm-hmm. what the message of it was and watch certain scenes again cuz you know my wife had a good discussion on it. Uh but the act and of course we'll get into the other categories but all the main actors from the master were nominated for the acting awards and every performance was phenomenal. I would mm-hmm. not have been upset if uh Hoffman or Amy Adams or uh Phoenix won. Joaquin Phoenix, yeah, he didn't look like he cared about oh, being he, there. It was so <laughs> funny when they showed him, like, <laughs> He's like and he was eating his head. popcorn, like, nah. yeah. like he I guess <laughs> not he, even knew. Looking at the camera. he just knew that he wasn't going to win, I guess. But, uh, yeah, best best actor, of course, that everybody knew that, or the favorite was Danielle Lewis, and he got it, which, I mean, I'm not unhappy with that. He was phenomenal in Lincoln. Uh, again, my personal favorite to win would have been Hugh Jackman, simply because, like I said, I love the dude. Oh, yeah, he was yeah. phenomenal. I mean, and of course, it's almost comparing apples to oranges because Daniel A. lewis is a method actor and was Abraham Lincoln 24-7 when they are making this movie, or that movie. and then But then Hugh Jackman's sitting here acting, singing, physical acting, all at sure. the same time, and it's incredible to me. I mean, Les Mis was one of my favorite movies of the year. I was listening to another podcast,
0: uh, Doug Benson's podcast, and he has this new segment on there where he reads quotes from, is it Lincoln or Bane? Because they sound like... <laughs> Oh, my
1: God. I wish I would have thought of that. That is genius. Oh, my God.
0: So he reads the short quote, and he does it in the voice, because it kind of sounded like, if you think about it. And it was a lot of people get it wrong, surprisingly. Even I was getting it wrong playing along with the yeah. podcast.
1: Four scores, seven years well, those ago. Those are the obvious
0: ones, yeah. <laughs> That's One of them was like, are we ever truly born? You know, it's like, yeah. is that Bane or Lincoln? Yeah. I think it was Lincoln. It was, yeah.
1: Or ever... Yes, I can't right. imitate him, but I mean, <laughs> I know like, that's that Daniel Day-Lewis. I mean, he deserved it. He definitely deserved it. Again, I would have liked to have seen Hugh Jackman win because I think I just like him better as an actor, mainly because of, I guess his role selection is, appeals more to me, like his role in The Fountain, of course, Wolverine, Les Mis. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the prestige. I mean, I've always liked Hugh Jackman. I think he's a great actor and a great person. But Daniel a. lewis is, too. And actually when Daniel Day-Lewis won that's his third Oscar so he's now the highest recipient or most recipient I don't I, know how to word that I just watched uh, My Left Foot today because i would never n- seen that that's mm-hmm. what he won his first yeah, one yeah his four. first one for th- what's the second one well There Will Be Blood yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember if it was that or Gangs in New York uh, he was great in Gangs in New York Oh, that, that's my favorite that's da- what I wish uh, that and Hawkeye from Last of the Mohicans are my two favorite Daniel Day-Lewis roles uh, Lincoln was awesome, but it's just, it doesn't beat the, you know, Rick and Hawkeye or uh, Bill the Butcher. I mean, <laughs> Bill Jesus. Bill the Butcher, yeah. What a, what he got a. nominated, villain. but he didn't. Win. Yeah. Was it supporting for that, I think, too? I don't think it was. I think so, yeah, because he, he wasn't the main. Uh, but yeah, no big surprise there. Uh, again, Joaquin, like, when you, if you ever see The Master, it's very, it's long, and it's, again, it's Paul Thomas Anderson, so it kind of, it drags out a little bit, but it's, it's very deep. I mean, you know when i talk about, Disney, Because uh, I know you've seen some of his other stuff. Uh yeah. have you seen Magnolia or anything like that? No. I didn't know. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you know what's that's what i'm drawing that comparison to but uh joaquin was phenomenal in the master like he was the his his man like full transformation of an actor like he he looked this character he acted this character he was creepy he was weird it was a phenomenal performance i would not have been upset uh if had he won over anybody else like it was he was amazing in the movie uh, but that being said, uh, Best Actress, of course, went to uh, Jennifer Lawrence, which we mentioned at the beginning. The favorite for that one that most people were speculating was going to be Naomi Watts for The Impossible, which I haven't seen that yet to uh, say how she did. But uh, Silver Linings Playbook, was I mean, Lawrence was good. I mean, it's well-deserved. Uh, Amy Adams, of course, was in The Master. She was nominated. She was great. Uh, she really didn't have much screen time, though, as opposed to, like, as to be, like, I guess because she was the main female in it. Like, she had less screen time than Christoph Waltz like Mm. as far as like or or even dialogue even you know yet she's nominated for best actress he's nominated supporting but again I guess it's that dynamic that she's the main female in the movie so that's main actress not supporting actress yeah etc so and then uh, of course best director went to Ang Lee for um, Life of Pi which was that's who I wanted to win period because that movie was yeah
2: you need to try to yeah yeah. you
1: need to see it like it's Life of Pi is phenomenal like uh, I was honestly surprised it didn't win best picture Hmm. Now, now, of course, I can say what I thought was going to win after the Oscars. My my gut told me that I did think Argo was going to win, but I wanted Le Mis or Life of Pi to win. More specifically, Life of Pi was my favorite film of the year. Like, I think let me let me rephrase that. It was the best picture of the year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Not it was as well as being one of my favorites. Put it to you that way. Uh, but yeah, Ang Lee won for Best Director, well deserved. Like that movie. Like it's just it's a beautiful movie. And uh, I read I think it might have been on Amazon when I was research looking up the book or something. Uh, but the book was really considered to be unfilmable, yeah. Just I've based heard that. upon the like what it, the story it's telling, which you wouldn't know that by watching the movie because the movie's phenomenal. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, directed, acted, just. are the special beautiful. effects were really good. And the th- the thing is, there of course it's no spoiler. There's a tiger in the movie. Yeah. Uh, I won't say the tiger's name because that is a spoiler. But um, in the movie, you're Take hard her. pressed to decide. Disi- <sighs> Damn it, Jesse! You just <laughs> spoiled out. the movie for like, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> Well, that's how they get away. He just bounces yeah, he across the water. And they just get to land. Yeah. Think about Might as well just spoil <laughs> t- the whole thing. Yeah. And they go to the 100 Acre Wood, and that's where it's Mowgli is for the universe. The- <laughs> 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 it's actually the Jungle Book 2 or 3 or whatever number they're on. Uh- <laughs> Anyways,
0: sorry to stop you there. Yeah,
1: no oh, their problem. But uh, <laughs> the, the effects are phenomenal because there are parts where, I can't remember the ratio, but it's like out of all the shots in the movie, only like three are a real tiger. Mm. and the rest is all CG mm. whereas there's some I mean, of course there's some CG parts obviously that has to be a fake tiger but for when I heard that ratio I was awestruck by how well this because uh, there's always that unc- they call it the uncanny valley where a digital representation of a human or an animal will never something about it will always look off oh yeah uh, yet in this movie there were parts like, I, like I, I could not tell you if it was real or fake for, for some shots that special effects department is uh,
0: bankrupt now. Really? Yeah, Probably from the Well, I mean, you and they won. They'd... I
1: think no, they won for best effect. They won the Oscar for best effects too, I believe, over Prometheus didn't and uh, just Avengers. Even they were in financial trouble. Yeah.
2: The yeah. dude said something in the speech, and they cut him off,
0: didn't they? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You're
1: right, because they like went totally blank. Like. Yeah, they didn't want him to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that was it was, and of course, when you're nominated against the Avengers or even Prometheus as effects is, uh, effects is, effects were i thought honestly aside from life of pi were the best like that's why i would have given the oscar like that would have been my pick for coolest uh, coolest
2: trailer noise it was definitely prometheus Coolest <laughs> 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 trailer <laughs> <laughs> i was hoping that was in the movie and it was because i love that noise so <laughs> much awesome.
1: Well, that same kind of noise from aliens like the trailer the trailer yeah. for aliens has that similar yeah. kind of droning noise uh yeah, but, uh, of course, Ang Lee won for Best Director. And then Best Picture, you had nine nominees. Uh, I saw all of them except Amor. That Amor was the other one. seems... other a film. The beginning of Up. Uh, a dude, long version. that's the exact reference I made to my wife when they showed, like, you know, they did a weird thing this year where they it's announced, like, three at d- a time. I, I don't when they really want the to clip. watch it. Here. I was like, that's yeah. Up. That's the, that's I, they made a movie of the first <laughs> ten minutes of Up. Because <laughs> yeah. they literally, I mean, he shows them feeding her, and... Yeah. I, and then he's sitting there alone. Like, you know what's going to happen now. I don't even need to see the movie. Obviously, the wife dies. Yeah. I am not. I haven't seen it, so it's, I'm speculating. That one point it's not a where spoiler.
0: they showed it uh, for her part, you know.
1: Oh, yeah, where she spit. She, yeah. That was, I was like, oh, my God. Like, that part that didn't went, happen I was like, enough. I got to see that movie now. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see what kind of crazy it shit's just going took on. Someone needs to cut
0: that up. in with up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Did y'all ever see that? Phil Mickelson commercial <laughs> that he does the medicine for I don't know where he's got joint pain and it's kind of a long commercial where he's promoting the medicine to treat joint i have yeah. to see it doesn't ring a bell what they do is they show shots of him on the golf course and then transition to him in real life for example they showed him picking up a golf ball from the from the hole mm-hmm. and then they transition from him in his house tying his shoe a little transition like that there's one, it's, it's hilarious, that he goes and he grabs a golf club from his bag, and then it transitions in, in, into him grabbing a baseball bat. <laughs> He's grabbing a baseball bat, and behind him are kids running. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I told you kids to get out of my yard. Uh, but...
2: The only thing that keeps you from from just going off the wall funny is he has a ball with him, and he starts to flip it up. Okay. But if it just Boy, showed trying to hit him with the ball because they yeah. far away. If it just showed him getting the bat because he has a smile on his face <laughs> when he grabs the bat, it's so hilarious. And I wish somebody would just take do some type of special effect to take the ball out of it because <laughs> looks like I'm about to the key these motherfuckers. <laughs> I hope y'all see that one day. It's a hilarious. Commercial. I'm sure it's on YouTube. I'll look it up. <laughs> yeah. But
1: yeah, best picture. Like I said, uh, my my goal my uh. Argo was phenomenal. You've seen Argo. you seen Argo. Yeah. I think. Uh, I mean, I thought it was great. Well, yeah. I was surprised Affleck didn't get a directing nomination at least from it. But mm-hmm. I still think Life of Pi was a he better won directing. the Globe, didn't he? I least so he did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I wasn't surprised that Argo won. That was actually my like pick that what the like what the Academy would pick. And I know again, I'm saying that after the facts, so you can believe me or not. I was but, happy uh, with the speech. Oh yeah, I thought yeah. it was great, especially the fact that you know. He won for Good Will Hunting, like, I think, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. And then, how you know, I he said, he came full circle. That's a movie right there that's going to happen in 20 years. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, I guarantee it. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, I mean, I wanted Life of Pi. Life of Pi would have been like my, favorite, my one to win. But Lady Miz and Life of Pi were the two that were nominated that I was really hoping either one of those would win. Uh, but I'm happy with Argo. Uh, I'm so glad Zero Dark Thirty didn't win because I don't understand the hype <laughs> of that movie. Uh, so uh, Civilization's yeah. playbook, like that's. I mean, that was like a, just a token nomination to me. I haven't seen a more. I forget what else was nominated. But. Well, uh, the one with the little black girl. Oh yeah, I haven't seen. That's the other you one I haven't Southern seen. Of, I really want to
0: see that one. Uh I like the story of it. Like you seen it? Or no, 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 or no, no, just, no, not I mean, the making of it. Like they did everything the way we shoot stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they had their auditions in a library down. Mm-hmm. You know and. Regard bearish or something like that i and, wish we'd heard
1: that about that casting call
0: and like yeah and <laughs> the guy that plays the father uh owns a restaurant down there really that they eat at all the time and they were like hey you look like a guy that could be in this film why don't you come audition see for why it? can
1: that happen to you know any of us yeah. like, like natalie portman she's famous because she was eating fucking ice cream and some dude's right. like hey uh you should be a model we, call me and now you know that <laughs> wow. like, usually do doesn't look?
2: work right well, the you're thing eating is, ice cream hey do you want to be a model in something yeah. <laughs>
0: and Natalie <laughs> Portman's important that's
2: we just me. need the right person to watch us well it's that's not even it. that
0: it's these guys aren't anything either the director yeah.
2: and everything yeah exactly
0: they, I mean, they, they weren't just... anything they were like me and you going into some place we eat a lot and saying hey why don't you come try out to be in this movie and that's basically what happened yeah, and the right slide,
1: and it just so yeah.
0: happened that you know it's getting all this recognition yeah. for being a unique story
1: and it's so funny because the, the world premiere for that movie was held right here in Baton Rouge Yep, the day of the Dark Knight Rises release. Oh wow! Because uh, my friend Larry, that owns or not, I'm sorry, not owns. I wish he owned it, uh, but he's the manager at <laughs> Perkins Row here yeah. at Baton Rouge, and he told me because uh, he let me. I guess I better not say on the air, but I got to see the Dark Knight Rises early, so uh, somehow, yeah, somehow. it was it was an accident actually. Walked into the wrong theater, and they were playing it. just yeah, I stayed. Just, they were just testing
2: leave. the the film. And, yeah. yeah, anyway, it had but nothing to do with him though.
1: Exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, I don't even know why I said that because I don't even know that dude. Uh, yeah. but
0: you know him. It just had nothing to do with him. Yeah.
1: But um, he was telling me. Think. He was telling me that they they had the, the night. It was, I guess it was the day before Dark Night, but it was the it was to where the premiere for *Beast of the Southern Wild* was like at eight or ten or whatever, and they had the red carpet and everything they had to lay out, and they premiered the film, and then immediately after I was over, they'd rush everybody out because it was time for the midnight for Dark Night. <laughs> so he said it was the craziest like day ever. The yeah. theater uh, festival was filled with people ready for the Dark Night, obviously, and whatnot. Wow. So, yeah. Cool. Anything else about the Oscars? Any any disappointments or surprises I, that I, y'all thought? I I enjoyed. It. I actually <laughs> enjoyed watching it because, uh, of course, it went on opposite Walking Dead. I actually watched the Oscars over Walking Dead simply because I thought Seth MacFarlane was hilarious. And I don't like yeah. family. I'm not a Family Guy person. Same. But mm-hmm. I, it it kept me entertaining. The whole. Did you see the sound of the music part? <laughs> Everybody <That, telling>. saw. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Like I'm surprised people caught that. Re- like you know, most people don't. People our age or you know, I guess <laughs> people younger than us. I guess the key demographic that they're targeting with the Oscars, or they seem to have been. Recently, one, are not the kind of people that would have seen The Sound of Music. Right. To, to understand how genius that was. <laughs> but anyway, like, that was hilarious. After,
0: yeah, after that joke, I turned to my wife and said, that was that joke. And then that's exactly what he
1: said. <laughs> that was that joke. <laughs> it was awesome, though. But uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Of course, if you want to get a hold of us, eighties uh, revisited at gmail.com. Uh, any complaints, praises, suggestions, all that kind of fun stuff, Your send them thoughts? there. Uh, also on Facebook, uh, Awesome Podcast Network. You can check us out there. And also on Twitter, at Awesome Podcasts. Drop us a line. If you're interested in
0: sending us any audio clips to play before these segments, yeah, same, go and send us a line little... and let us know you're doing that before I make them. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> we'll take
1: first come, first serve. Just send anything.
0: Yep. We'll, yep. We'll, we'll just put it on. I'd much rather play something someone made than what I make. Definitely, because
1: your stuff's just kind of gone downhill lately. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was going to say, it's going to be much better than it. In- <laughs>
1: I don't know. You're talented, Jesse. I'm not just saying that because we're at your house using your equipment and you're doing all this. (laughs) Seriously, you're very talented. But uh, to segue from our Oscar Back to the Future segment to next week, we will Mm -hmm. be doing, I believe, our first Best Picture winner on 80s Revisited as we revisit the Oliver Stone classic, Platoon. Oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. And there was a lot of fires in that movie, (laughs) as we'll reveal and talk about next week. So we'll see you then, everybody. Until next week, I am Trey Harris. I'm Daniel San Angelo.
2: Jesse Sedgely.
1: Kawa Bueller. Mm. Bueller. Scooch. Bunga.
0: The Awesome Podcast Network's Facebook at facebook.com slash awesome podcast network and follow us on Twitter at awesome podcasts.